introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. Part two of Amy Warnig's interview. Uh, it was very funny because she contacted me because her brain just doesn't shut off. And she contacted me and said, I've got more to say. And she did. And we've got another, I don't know, 40 minutes of a conversation between Amy and I. We sat down at a salata. She bought me a salad and it was delicious. And uh, she wanted to say some more things. And the nice thing about this interview is you're going to hear her kind of shuffle through her notes and she took a lot of notes we don't get to everything there could easily be a part three a part four a part five depends on how long this podcast goes speaking of which make sure you are liking this podcast wherever you listen to it rating it well itunes spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, google whatever it is make sure you're liking it subscribing to it Adding some stars to it. Yeah, five stars. All right. Uh, you might hear in the background a beautiful little angel daughter coloring. She's looking at me right now, kind of giving me a look. But that's what they do. Uh, anyway, this week, again, part two of Amy Warnig's interview. I also want to give a shout out. And this is this not supposed to... Um, rhyme, but the Dragoos, uh, the Dragoos are starting their own podcast, Annie and Billy Dragoo. Uh, and they sent me kind of a sneak peek, which was really cool to hear. And their podcast starts, um, very soon, a few days actually. And it's called Afterpiece. And it's going to focus more on the curriculum side of things of high school theater, maybe even middle school theater too, but just curriculum and the classroom, if you will. Mine is just, let's interview some people and have some fun. If we talk about theater, great. If not, at least you're getting to know some people out there in this world that are just like you. But make sure you are taking a listen to the Dragoos. Uh, They are legends. I hope that doesn't make them feel bad, like aging them or anything like that. But they are legends. Uh, Billy even says he's been teaching for 30 years. Um... I'm 37. So anyway, sorry, Billy, Uh, but take a listen to that as well. Lots of stuff happening this summer. We've got some leadership conferences coming up with the Texas Thespians in August, three of them actually. Uh, We've got quite a few things going on. Uh, Actually, sorry, four of them going on because we added an El Paso one, Uh, but we've got a lot of stuff happening. We've got TETA coming up. Lots of things. The school year's about to start. Oh no. I've had a lot of fun seeing everybody on their vacations. I do uh, did, did, did not get to go on a vacation, but that's okay. That's all right. I'll be rejuvenated come August. It'll be amazing. Well, here's a special guest star for this week's Groner joke. Teacher, you missed school yesterday, didn't you? Student, not really. Okay, Blake, so thank you for joining me for lunch. Yep. So the dramaturg in me has a really hard time turning off her brain. Uh-huh. And after our recording, 
I drove home and I realized all of these things that I wanted to say. And as a dramaturg, I would be completely remiss if I did not talk more about playwrights, the playwriting process, and advocate for us as theater educators to um, model as much as we can our respect and show our respect for playwrights and the playwriting process for our kiddos because I think that's essentially important in crafting, sure. you know, um, big-hearted, open-minded young artists. So thank you. I appreciate yeah. your meeting me here. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay. free lunch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, she bought. Never yeah. Say, yeah, there yeah. you go. Never say no to free food, right? <laughs> Another very important lesson for theater. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think we won't when you said I'll buy, I was like, absolutely, let's meet. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Okay, so any, so here's what, okay, so back to the Albee story that sure. I was selling before. Yeah. Um, okay, so in addition to his making, you know, sometimes, like I said, a hu you know, huge cuts, but then cuts that were down to one word in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, yeah. his quintessential play. Um, in addition to kind of reminding me that every word in a play really does matter, yeah. what it also reminded me is that playwrights, even master play like playwrights like Edward Albee, just how much they labor over their work. Yep. And a playwright never sits down and writes one draft and is like, bam, that's it, that's a work of genius. They they raise their plays like we raise our children. And they're very mindful, very meticulous, very, um, at least with the playwrights I've worked with as a dramaturg, very open to feedback and very receptive to it. And in another example of that, right now I'm working on a commission at the Ensemble Theater and they commissioned um, a new holiday musical that they will be staging, producing next season. Okay. And they hired me as the dramaturg for the commission. So I'm working with the playwright to craft the book. The playwright, her name's Celeste Bedford-Walker. She's from here in Houston. She's just such a gracious artist. And she and I actually worked together years ago at the Alley. I commissioned her to write a touring play for us called I, Barbara Jordan about the late Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yep. There you go. Yep. So um, she and I have a history of working together. So we already um, really love working together and you know collaborating. Right. So. They brought me in um, to work with Celeste and then Stephanie Blue, who is an educator here in Houston, a music educator. She's the composer. So we've been working and um, Celeste is on draft nine of <laughs> okay. the book. Yeah. And she probably has a good two more drafts in her because of course, when we get into rehearsal next season, all of the other art, you know, actors are gonna have more input. So, you know, that book isn't even done. Right. And it's the book for a musical and she's on draft nine. So, um, and my whole point being is that I think we need to be particularly careful in the state of Texas because of the importance and popularity of one act play. Sure. And of course, there's this you know perception that you're only competitive if you, if you take a full length play right. and you cut it right. because it somehow shows that you're you know I don't know a, you have the skill yeah yes. yeah it's yeah yeah and then the irony that of course you have to cut it but stay true to the playwright's intentions right. but the playwright intended that to be a I think that's also play. why a lot of people steal state winning cuts yes so yeah. I know you did this play do you mind sending me your cut exactly and, and some people are protective of their cuts as though they are the playwright yes yes and they're not you know what I mean <clears throat> and, yeah and with all due respect to all of the directors in the state of Texas as when I play adjudicator not all of them but yeah yeah most of them yeah sure the good ones the good ones who really do <laughs> you know and in, in the the contests that I've judged I mean the the directors have been very respectful and careful with their yes. cuttings they have not made the play something that they want it to be versus what the playwright intended it to be. So, but but our kids still seeing us, they still see us cut plays. Mm -hmm. And um, 
my fear is that they think that this is a perfectly okay thing to do. And we know, we get permission from the publisher. Yeah. And then depending if you're working with a playwright directly, often playwrights will give you permission. And I've worked with playwrights who've helped with cuttings and have helped be a part of the process. Yep. So, But I don't know, I, I think we need to be transparent with that with our students so they know that yes, we, because of the world of one act play, we're gonna take this play and we have to make it fit within the, you know, the constraints of the one act play process. Right. However, that doesn't mean that we don't respect the playwright's intention, respect the work and love the work. Um, and that we're gonna do our very best within the rules of one act play to make this the most beautiful production of that playwright's play yep. as possible. Because again, it's without the play, without that dramatic text, whether it was written by a singular playwright or a collaboratively devised play, you can't tell the story without the script. Right. You know what I mean? All of that human emotion and you know, every great play is and you know, just basically an investigation of the human condition which is messy and complex and you know, so it's Anyway, because it's, uh, that, so that's what I wanted to advocate for. Just, right. you know, and I think there's so many ways within our programs that we can build in an inherent respect for playwrights and for the playwriting process um, that I also wanted to share with with um, everybody out there listening. Right, and, I, and, and one of the things, because going back a little bit to what you said, <coughs> that <coughs> is interesting to see from plays or from adjudicators when they when they give their oral critique, mm -hmm. <clears throat> as they say, or or even other directors that have seen the show, uh, I don't think the play was written for that story. Like, so you have a you have a a play. This happened a few years ago at State. Um, you have not ruined. What was the uh, Water by the Spoonful? Water by right? the Spoonful. Mm -hmm. And there were some directors that loved it and they mm -hmm. thought it was great and even a couple adjudicators that thought it was great too but mm -hmm. then there were other directors that thought the the presentation that was given on stage that day was not the correct story yeah. in their mind right, right. well right. it shouldn't be up to the director in a, in theory in it theory. should be up to the to the playwright, to the playwright. right exactly. and so it's fun to you know it'd be interesting for the living playwrights to see because we're not the only state that does one act play, no, but we're not. you know, to start putting in their scripts, like mm -hmm. as you know, story as told through the eyes of, you know, uh, yeah. Billy Loman or yeah. so you know, Billy Willie Loman. Right. Billy Loman. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> who's Billy? Uh, Willie. You Loman. need to write yeah, Billy yeah, Loman's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. To your summer to do right. list after you're done it's laying like, floors. It sounds very fam play. familiar to Willie Loman. <laughs> um, but you know, you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. just uh, <clears throat> that's that's one of those perspectives that that I think needs to be defined by mm -hmm. the playwright because we're we're as as we're as one act play directors and cutting sitting there cutting yeah. we shouldn't have to try to <clears throat> stew over whose story it is it's it should be pretty clear it should be pretty clear. Uh, yeah. or, or if it's not play, clear it should be clear yeah a well-crafted player really should yeah be clear and, and if it it's is. not clear you know mm -hmm. we should be able to reach out to that playwright Absolutely. or the publishing company and Absolutely. say hey who who should I tell this story yeah. or who should tell this story you know? well, and to me the publishing company that honestly that does that best is play scripts I sure. love play scripts and because with play scripts when you contact them to do a one-act play you know that with one of their playwrights, they contact the playwright directly. Right. And if you have questions about a cut or um, you can submit it to PlayScripts. Gabe is our representative, the Texas representative right. at PlayScripts, and they'll ask the playwright directly. And that's why I love working with that publishing company in particular because you know that if you um, if you want to talk to the playwright, you have access to do the you, playwright. Do you think that's partially because though that PlayScripts chooses playwrights that they know they're going to be able to have that relationship with? And I, I think PlayScripts, as from the, the beginning of that company, from the founding of that company, yeah. I think they were very much 
educator, they had educators yeah. in mind. It was a conscious decision it for them to do that. It was a conscious decision for them to do that. And that's another reason why I respect them so much yeah. is because they know that what we're doing within <laughs> our junior high and high schools is just as valuable and worthy sure. of an art form as what's being done, you know, professionally. Yep. And I love because they respect us. Um, I think, again, that's, they made sure to do whatever they could to help right. us thrive as well in our profession. Right. All right. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> there you go. What, okay. what else do you have? Okay. So everybody, you can I, see. Well, I've got... I, I like the, the <laughs> game show, like, cards that you have like cards and then you know, everything written out like, in my yeah. composition notebook <laughs> did you have some of this stuff written out already or um i had I mean, it in my head i had okay, it yeah okay. and so these were like driving home from dallas are high you, school after are you a, a writer like like i i know you yeah, you question. put thoughts on yeah. paper that's but i don't know if that's necessarily a writer that's more like i've just got to get this out i like, gotta get it there's out, always gasoline in a gas tank yes. it's like but it doesn't you know but uh so are you but are you a writer like, i do, do write okay. i write for myself okay. um i try to write every day um and i try to um and i will say this I've, i'm a good writer i'm a competent writer i'm a writer who can communicate a point I'm not always the most creative writer because okay. I'm very much in my head. Right. Um, and again, You're that's. Like, I like donuts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a little we, bit we, better yeah. than that. Okay. But... We know you like donuts, not the most creative. But yeah. yeah, exactly. So, but just because, but it doesn't come naturally to me. Right. I have to really think. And so, because I do work with so many playwrights, um, and that's a big part of my job as a dramaturg, is I have to do as much as I can to put myself in their place and to understand how hard it is. This to is off right. topic from the game show cards, yeah. but uh, <laughs> have you ever called on a playwright to help you write something? I've, yes, sometimes. I mean, when I was younger, I have to yeah, say, yeah. when I was younger yeah. and in graduate school yeah, yeah. at Ohio University. Now you kids, your te you know, yes, like all, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a real life going on. And now, you know, I'll ask my students. And yeah. I think that's another, I think it's really important for us to show our students that we're not perfect. We don't yeah. get things right the right the first time. We make mistakes. We need oh, yeah. feedback. And they yeah. know, you know what I mean? So I don't, I'm at that point in my career now where I don't mind being vulnerable. <laughs> I will write with my students. I will share what I've written with them. Um, I'll ask some questions about what did you think of this? So earlier on in my career, it was asking, you know, fellow professionals. And now I'll just ask my students what they think. We talked about that this past week, plugging the leadership conference from mm -hmm. Thespians, which there are three happening in August. All right, very nice. Uh, three, four, no, three, three more? Four, I don't know. Um, no, four more happening in August, All yeah, because right, we cool. included El Paso. But nice. um, we talked about that this weekend, was, mm -hmm. uh, or on Monday, was the, the trusting your students to tell you when you're wrong. Yeah and allowing them to call you out and accepting that and uh, be, being a human just as much as they are. Yeah. So anyway. And that yeah. builds, that's what truly builds an ensemble. Yeah. And I think anytime you allow your students to have true ownership <laughs> yeah. and a true say in the process, it becomes more of that collaborative community that you really should be fostering within your, you know, your educational theater program. So, um, and speaking of that, that reminds me of a story when I was at Waller High School with Carrie Wood, who was the theater director there, one of my very best friends ever. Even before I came to Waller, um, the playwriting process was an essential, like the central focus yeah. of her program. Um, so going back to how do you build besides just talking to the students about, you know, here's the process I went to to get permission to cut this right. play, but here's what the playwright intended, all of that, all of that stuff. Um, you got to get your kids writing. Yeah. You have to get every student, not just your theater one or your production kids. You need to get your tech, your tech, your techies, your technicians writing as well. So what Carrie um, and I did is every single kid in our theater program 
wrote. Some of them wrote full-length plays, typically like 10-minute plays. Yep. Um, and every year, every season culminated in thinking inside the box because it was a stage reading within our black box. Okay. And um, we would stage five to six, sometimes seven, do stage readings of the students' work. And um, the stage reading, they weren't full-out productions, they were true stage readings, so yep. we were teaching them how to workshop a play. Um, there would be a talk back after each um, public performance, so we were also teaching the kids how to talk about their work, how to communicate their thoughts and ideas, and then most important, how to be receptive to feedback. Right. Um, and that was really the central, in the, in the majority of what our students wrote, it, was, it wasn't good, you know right. what I mean? But those kids wrote a play. Yeah. And how many people can say, hey, I wrote a play. Yeah. That's a tremendous accomplishment. So. Um, we did that. Uh, our technicians would always write something as well. Like we, we would do, you know, like kind of puppet plays, for example. And in creating their puppets, they would have to craft the script. You know, script with a clear beginning, middle, and end, clear conflict, clear resolution, all that good stuff. And their puppets always had to have like principles of design, you know, line, shape, pattern, that kind of thing. So our technicians were learning how you use principles and elements of design to breathe life into a character because our technicians also helped with the design process. Right in our program. Um, and then we'd even do simple things like when they did their creature costume project, like our version of like the trash costumes. Sure. They would have to take an animal and an insect and crossbreed them into this new creature. And then they'd have to do all of the scientific research about the habitat for that creature. And if it did become its own and you had to personify it, what kind of human would it wow. be? And they yeah. would write monologues from those creatures' perspectives. And, and again, learning how um, that backstory and background and again, those elements of design help to breathe life into a fully formed character. And I think, um, oh, and another thing, okay, I think this yeah. is my last story about Waller. Um, one year, for a one-act play, we did a play that Carrie wrote called The Fairest of Them All, a really dark adaptation of the Snow White story. And, um, and it was a still when we started the process. It was still relatively early in her drafting. Should have called it Black Coal, but anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> But so we, we workshopped it with our kids. We did weeks of table work, and they would give us feedback on a draft. Carrie would go back and make changes, come back to the table. So we invited an entire one-act play company right. into that new play development process, and then we followed it all the way through pr to production because it is what we did for one act of that season. And that's another thing, again, speaking of my adjudicator hat off, um, I love all plays. And then I think most adjudicators, we love all plays. And so this notion that if you do a play that you, the director, has written, or right. you know, if you do another original play that you're somehow not as competitive, um, I completely disagree with that. Right. A good play is a good play is a good play. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I mean, uh, was it Mandy? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. She, you know, she writes her own plays. And they're fantastic. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I've judged a couple of them. I mean, they've, they've been spectacular. And they've, yeah, and they've gone on to become published. Yeah, and, as, yeah. They, as they will should yeah. be because they're great pieces of yeah, you know, now great I'm, theatrical Now I'm text. blanking, but yeah, anyway, she's yeah. also a phenomenal prop maker with cardboard. That part I know, Good too. to know. All right, <laughs> I'll add that up. <laughs> what, uh, uh, that, the, the, your Waller story about mm -hmm. the writing the play and um, and then uh, kind of workshopping it and, and doing the talk back has given me a, an idea for my school so I'm Ooh, writing this down I like it but I'm not gonna share it until it's done and okay, tell you that good. it worked okay <laughs> well if you need any you know support through the process let me know 
And while you're making that note, another, another Mandy Connor. Anyway, Mandy, Mandy Connor. Connor. Yes, yeah, Mandy yeah, Connor. She's it, fantastic. Yeah. So um, she's great. Yeah, and another sort of plug for another reason it's important to have your kiddos write is again when you write a play. That's, to me, the best way to learn basic dramatic yeah. structure. You know, you have a protagonist whose journey we're following and they have an objective, you know, that they're trying to achieve. Yeah. And you have the antagonist who has an objective that's in opposition to the protagonist and that's where conflict comes from. And then you learn about, you know, again, objectives and obstacles and tactics and making sure your play builds to a climax and why the setting, how the setting helps to tell the story, yeah. all of that. And so in the writing process, whether your students are doing it well or not, simply having to think about the building blocks of dramatic structure will, of course, make them better actors and better yeah. designers and better technicians. Or, or why is your play not as good as exactly. it could be? What What is missing? Yeah, what's missing? Yeah. What's not working? Yeah, what did you not think about in the process of writing this? Or, Absolutely. You know, and, then, and sometimes they'll be honest of, oh, about, totally. I was lazy or, yeah. you know, I was, uh, I they don't work, some kids don't work well with deadlines. Yeah, and that, so, that can be. you know, they, mm -hmm. they feel the pressure. Sure. Sure. They stayed up late the night before and finished writing. And finished it, just like, yeah. you know, banged it out. But yeah. And also within that process, too, making sure that you have your kids partnered up with writing par par partners or within a writer's group. Yeah. So they can kind of be like sort of the dramaturgical support for one another yeah. through the through the new play development process. I like I this. Think You've motivated me for something for this All year. Right. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yay, my job is done. So this lunch was totally worth it. Yay. <laughs> So what what else? I, I am curious to know what because you have stuff okay. crossed out. You I even know, like? Isn't it ridiculous? <laughs> and again, the writing process, the yeah, writing know, process right? from first draft like, to final. Talk about draft. this. And, eh, I don't know if I want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let me consult okay, my notes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all right, I talked about Aldi. Okay. Talked about Celeste and the ensemble commission. Okay. I think I got that. Um, oh. Okay. I was all, okay. For my junior high colleagues out okay. there, yeah. um, you can do this with junior high kids too. It works just as effectively. So um, last year at Seven Lakes Junior High, we um, had, had all my kiddos write. They all wrote puppet plays. All of my nearly 200 students. What were the puppets? Um, we do something called abstract puppets. Okay. So what I have them do is I break them up into a group of four to five, so small groups, and I give each group a piece of um, poster board. Okay. And each student within the group has to draw a line of some sort. It can be any kind of line, but it has to touch one. It has to start one side and end at the other. And each person in the group draws one line, and then they have to cut shapes out from the lines that they've drawn. And they can't cross any lines, cut through any lines. They literally just have to cut these abstract shapes that those random lines created. Okay. And then when they have that abstract shape, they have to brainstorm at least three things that shape could be. And um, depending on the group I'm with, sometimes I let them go concrete, like, oh, this is a mountain, or this is a shoe, or this is, you know, a goat. Um, or this is love, this is anger, this is hate. And they don't tell one another what their shapes are. Okay. Um, and then they brainstorm, and then they pick the one that they like best. And then once they pick that shape, you know, that character that they yeah. like best for that shape, they share that character with one another, and then it's their job to collaboratively write a play incorporating all of those characters. Where did, did you come up with this? You know, I found did it. Did you steal I, it? No, I, I shopped it. Okay. I shopped it because that's what we educators yeah. do. We shop oh, yeah. things, right? Yeah, I shouldn't say steal, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually shopped it, um, again, back to Carrie Wood, you know, my, my BFF at Waller. Yeah. She had it in a file from like years ago okay. from a TETA workshop. And 
we were talking about how we can build more playwriting in, and it just, and again, she's one of those theater directors who's just this font of knowledge and wisdom right. and ideas, and she's like, oh, hey, that reminds me of something. We pulled a file out, and I mean, it was an old school document that had been typed on a typewriter. Okay. And mimeographed with like that blue, yeah. you know. Um, so that was the shape of the okay. activity. Um, and then of course, Carrie and I adapted it into something that worked better for our students. And I've been doing it ever since. And it's literally, and then we just like, you know, hot glue or whatever, right. like a popsicle stick or, you know, a bamboo, bamboo skewer to the back. Sure. And we build a little puppet, you know, little stage. <laughs> And the kids write and perform their puppet plays, and then they can do whatever they want with it. Like they, they costume, they do a costume design for the puppet, right. so they bling it out with whatever you That's know craft fun. supplies we I have. I like this. Yeah. It's, and again, I do it with my technicians. I keep you around. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hey, I've got, I've got <laughs> handouts and outlines. I will share with you and my Google Drive. Yeah. So I will happily share all my stuff with you. And come see your booth at TTA this year. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> but that works great with junior high kids, and I've also had my junior high kids write time into plays. Yeah. Just you know. And it, you can go about that different ways. You can do like three random words and they have to build those three random words into the text in some way. Or you can do like the note cards with character type, random setting, you yeah. know, random character, random setting, random conflict and have that. Or again, depending on the kid, you can just let them go yeah. and let them write whatever they want. But I always have a basic dramatic structure outline that I have them follow to make sure that they're not going random, that all the choices they make in the play are actually leading to the climax right. where we realize, you know, learn whether the protagonist is going to achieve his or her objective or not. Um, so I'm I'm really big about making sure that they are following some sort of structure okay. um, as they're writing. And they, they give feedback to one another. I listen into rehearsals and things like that and of course give them feedback. But we did, um, you know, an evening of original like 10 minute plays with our advanced, with our seventh and eighth graders last year ridiculously wonderful yeah. and then the parents were like "Ooh, my kid wrote that like how'd you get my kid to write a play and I'm like it's it's not magic it's just right. let's give it a shot you know and support the kids imaginations yeah. and they'll do great things yeah that's so, good so yeah. yeah we do 10 minute plays at my school but it's not nice. middle school and, yeah. uh, and it's our final or it's our our, our fall final nice. and I, like uh, I usually just let them go with the parameter of uh, well, they're in groups, for mm -hmm. one, so not everybody's necessarily a writer. Right. Uh, I try to create positions for each kid. You know, you're you're kind of a technical it. kid, so yes. you kind of, you know, help help support the, you know. But my parameters are don't write about sex, drugs, or violence. There you go. I was and, like, that, and that's about it. Yeah, keep it so um, Because I've, I've found in my first couple of years teaching that that's what they wanted to do. They sure. wanted... They thought that those were the cool things to write about. They think action is literally fights yeah. and pulling a gun. Yeah. They don't, I think, and that's another thing that we have to help help them understand, that action is really driven by the language, yes. and action is driven by the character's pursuit of their objective. Yeah. It doesn't have to be car chases yep. and, you know. And I, yeah, and I also realized very quickly, keep it to two locations Completely. at most. Because they will write a play. And they'll, instead of writing a play, they'll write a movie. Well, that's what uh, yeah, and every, every 30 seconds there's a scene there's change, a scene change and... Yeah. They didn't rehearse doing that in the dark, and exactly. but they're doing the show. Oh man, I've got lots of stories yeah. about that. But <laughs> but yeah, we do 10 minute plays, and uh, I think a lot of people do, but it's just a matter yeah. of the structure of how you do it. Exactly, and, I, and yeah. I've known a lot, of, again, you, like you said, I think so many programs out there yeah. do their own form of yeah. some sort of playwriting project. And um, yeah, I mean, do what's right for your group, but yeah. if, if you know there are some teachers out there who aren't, because they're afraid because effective. they're not writers, or you can't write, go for it just and again it's there's nothing wrong with showing your students that you're vulnerable and that you're learning alongside yeah. of them i think they have more respect for you. they'll they'll have even more respect for yeah. you yeah you always take they... away 
<laughs> you always have to, even for the ones that literally the flats are crashing down on mm -hmm. the kids and the, you know, they maybe had four minutes of content in a 10 minute span yeah. because <laughs> they just couldn't get through it. But yeah. uh, you always have to find some positive There's always that this good. kid's going to take away. You got it. It's just, yeah, it's always, and sometimes that's really, really difficult. It can be. And you have to sit there as a teacher writing mm -hmm. your notes, as yep. you do. I'm sure yep. you did just fine, but <laughs> sit there and, and just kind of, even if it's pulling teeth, you have to be, well, you guys, your rehearsal process was really, really good. And that's or, encouraging. You know, something like that. Exactly. You've got to work uh, It's tough them. sometimes. It is <laughs> tough sometimes, but there's always something, Blake. There there's is. always something great. There's always sort of that nugget, that golden, you know. Yeah. Turn, turn to that favorite student in the class. What did you think was yeah, good you about go. that? Hey, you know, teach yeah. them about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do a feedback section. See, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, guys. Well, yeah, say positive things about that play. Yeah. And actually, that's actually how I start my, um, yeah. when we do talk We do backs. feedback, yeah, We yeah, do yeah. feedback, that's and it's always starting with affirmations first. Yeah. yeah, like lift that play right up. Yeah. And, and now that we, like in, in our district, we have, uh, we have Schoology, which is a, uh, mm -hmm you know, an online platform. It's yeah. Facebook for school pretty for school, much yeah. in, in a way, mm -hmm. similar to Edmodo. Yeah. But, um, and so the kids in that can respond because they're yes. used to that shameless, I can say anything online if, exactly. uh, because I don't have a face with it. Now we all know who's saying it because yeah. it has their name, but they still feel like sense of security and sure. well, talking about, about it. Play. They don't, yeah. they can think about they what they write. They don't have to answer right away. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, and that's incredibly responsible because like you said, that's really the language most of our students speak. Yeah. And I think the more opportunities we provide them to um, communicate respectfully and effectively yep. on a digital platform is an essential skill that we yes. have to learn now. Because, so and, and there, there are, I've found that there are uh, educators, well, there are just people out there, not necessarily educators, that think that, that have this mindset that younger people, mm -hmm. teenagers and below, need to get away from technology. I, I and, totally and disagree. Yeah, and I, I'm the same. I, I think it's actually, we need to be endorsing it more because there's no way that we're not going to be Completely. engulfed by this, yeah. you know, sooner than later and if like we're we not already. About, yeah, and like we talked about my first interview yeah. was, you know, that we, we have to teach them how to use it responsibly yeah. and ethically. Absolutely. Because yeah. if we yeah. fight it, we're, we're fighting a losing yeah. battle. And then they're going to use it irresponsibly and it. now other snowball effects are going to happen. So, Indeed. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, what what is I see the t oh seven that's the seven okay, so legs seven legs. okay so that's S L J H S L J H I thought it was some like Senate uh, committee like um, bill which is I'm also yeah on, you know? which is also there's stuff happening in our state Senate and state house that's oh, that's why yeah. I thought that that was. You yeah, know, that's a that's a definitely a conversation. All, yeah, getting other. raises, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. and they've. Anyway, not to get political, yeah. but they've solved the school funding issue. Yeah, but yeah not really. We'll see. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay, so some plucks. Okay, so back to the playwriting thing. If your kiddos are, if you um, don't forget TTSF Playfest, yeah. have your kids submit to Playfest. Yeah. Um, Roshanda does a fantastic job running that program, and I'm one of the adjudicators, so I okay. read. Um, I'm one of the, you know, those people behind the scenes who are reading and vetting the plays. And dang man i mean they're so good yeah they're so good and some some are and they're very much plays written by young theater artists yeah. and um but what i love about despite the sort of you know flaws in some of them you know what i mean they're all flawed because they're yeah. they're they're fresh plays written by young playwrights they all have something urgent to say yep and there's a sense of urgency and authenticity within their voices that is just i mean this last batch last oh my gosh i was crying yeah 
after almost every play and Nate's like, Amy, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm reading. He's like, oh, you're reading. Okay, you just you, yeah. you go through, feel all the emotions, Amy. But it's every year it's been like that. And I've been reading these plays for a long, and yeah. before Roshanda was the Playfest drama turk, you know, back in the day. And I would work with the playwrights, the winning playwrights, and we do a little workshop it. And I know Paul Schaefer's doing that now. Yeah. And I love him and I'm so happy he's, you know, you know, leading that charge. Yep. But um, so have your kids. Not CBS Orchestra, Paul Schaefer. The, the, for those yes. people that don't know who Paul Schaefer <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, not Our not the Paul tiny Schaefer. bald. <laughs> yeah, yeah, teacher Paul Schaefer. Yeah. He's one of my favorite yeah. people in the whole wide world. I love him. So, um, so I'm so definitely have your kiddos submit. And then of course TETA, they have their playlist yep. as well. And whenever I go to TETA, I help um, Sherry Frank and the folks there yep. as much as I possibly can with that as well. So we've got some really great opportunities. And then every city has smaller theaters within their own communities, often theaters Doing that stuff. support. Yeah. And what, one of the things that brought me down to the alley, why I chose to do my internship at the alley theater was because of the Houston Young Playwrights Exchange, yep. which their education program used to um, used to produce. And that was, you know, we basically workshopped plays with five to six high school playwrights through the course of the summer. We paired them with a dramaturg. We did stage readings of their work on the new house stage. And those are still some of the best, um, those were some of my most fulfilling there was, endeavors. Um, there was a, a, a play fest that I had a former student submit to mm -hmm. a couple years ago. Um, you too, buddy. Uh, and they were, he was chosen to perform at Match. And yes. I'm trying to remember who the, uh, uh yeah. I'm, I'm going to okay, find out before it? we're okay. done. Uh, Blake, please be my Google dramaturg. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, let's look that up so we can share that with our listeners. But I know like Fourth Wall Entertainment fourth or Fourth Wall, wall, yeah, fourth uh, wall not Theater Entertainment, does. Fourth Wall yeah. Theater, um, mm -hmm. they do stuff, you know, there are quite a few, yeah, there um, are. yeah. That do that stuff and and we've got a great playwriting community in yeah, Houston. I do yeah. script consulting with a lot of local playwrights and um, with scriptwriters Houston. So we have a lot. There's a lot of great writing and of course U of H. Their play playwriting program under Shimko is fantastic. You know. Yes. So and, and and U of H has had a great playwriting. Well, program and for like a very and back time. all the way like all back to Ostro, like Ostro doing the musical theater oh, stuff and uh, yeah. like talking to Larry Smigleski about that. That's that why he came here. That's why he right? came here. Yeah. Um, because there there are very few mm -hmm. musical theater you got uh, writing programs yes. and but that was yeah and yeah. that's another thing with TTSF I was so excited when they did um, started bringing the musical you know the, the so musical development of new musicals as I'll well I'll plug another podcast just because I know he needs yeah. the help but Conan O'Brien's podcast which mm -hmm. you probably have never heard of Conan O'Brien right no. uh, but he's got one that's called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend and I've just now uh, gotten turned on by it like two weeks All or right. so and it's been a few months since he started it mm -hmm. it's very popular uh, but he just his most recent interview was Lin Manuel Miranda, oh, yes. and you know I know there list. are people that are like, uh, you I know, love, he's no, oh I, I love him, but there are people that don't like him for the sake of because everybody else likes him, you know he's he just revolutionized yeah. American music. So theater, but he so, but he yeah. talks about um, or, or no, he doesn't talk about it, but but what I what was what was mentioned uh, that I've talked about before with some with some other people is how he's motivated people to write you got it. because it's the hip hop style yes. and there's so many kids that find that to be not necessarily easy to them but mm -hmm. it's something that they relate to it's so a, they, it's a language that they yeah, speak. yeah. Uh, so they've been opened up to this idea that oh if he if he's doing this he's and it's popular it. and super mm -hmm. popular he's yeah. about to he just announced that he's having another musical come out soon yes. and uh, I know he's uh, yeah he's just blown up but mm -hmm. um, but he, he, when you said you were talking or crying when you were reading mm -hmm. he talks about on that podcast about uh, crying while he's writing mm 
yeah. and oh, uh, yes. during Hamilton that he was, you know, when he, when he was writing it, he would just sit there and like boo-hoo and cry mm-hmm. and based on the story that he was writing. And um, he and doesn't go into how many books he, you know, how many yeah. times he rewrote, but I'm sure, again, oh. it wasn't once. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and again, you know, to go back to why he was crying and why I cry, a play that is honest, mm-hmm. again, speaks to our humanity. And it's the more stories we craft in the, the, in the theatrical art form, I'm particularly particularly biased toward it because it's, it's still that live human, yeah. you know, and, and again, I'm preaching the choir on this one, but there's nothing more immediate than the immediacy of the theatrical art form that we see another yep. human body in a space right in front of us sharing a very human story that is making us feel something passionately. We're laughing, we're crying, we're getting angry, we're questioning our existence, we're inspired. And as you know, I mean, there are plays that literally somebody needs to hear. And and Carrie Wood, you know, again, back at Waller would always remind our kiddos, and I, I quote her all the time, somebody in our audience needs to hear this play, needs mm-hmm. to hear this story at this very moment yep. because it could literally save their life. Yep. So just when we go into the classroom as educators, we never know that thing we're going to say or do that's literally going to change the trajectory of, our, of a student's life. Yep. And to me, a great play can do that as well. Yep. So why shouldn't more of us give it a shot? I like how redundant theater education is because I've always thought that uh, teachers are always acting in front always, of a class always performing. math teachers science teacher everybody yes and then we teach acting <laughs> <laughs> I know, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> while acting <laughs> right so it's, it's you know it's kind of redundant but I, yeah I've always redundancy that, is good i mean yeah. redundancy and repetition yeah. they exist for a reason yeah yeah because again it's the same thing it's it is theater getting mm-hmm. up in front of those kids totally. um you're right though yeah i mean yeah. that's all i'm going to say is you're right you let's see what it, oh he didn't okay. answer yet rude <laughs> Okay, well, while you're, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Google yeah. Dramaturg. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so T-E-T, okay, so T-E-T-A, T-T-S-F, um, and again, like, I already gave my plug for play scripts. Oh, also, um, and this is a resource a lot of us know about, just to reiterate, if you, um, okay, so other advice I have, um, we, all theater people, need to read a bunch of plays. Yes. And we need to read plays for more than the sole purpose of finding the right one to play. Replace, replace for the sake of reading plays because reading plays will help you. There's another w- reason to read plays. <laughs> we grow as human beings through reading plays, and of course, we grow as artists and as educators. So read all types of plays, um, and let your students know that you are reading all types of plays, and have your students. And I know a lot of us do like play reading committees and things like that. Right. But the more you get your kiddos reading all sorts of different types of plays. Um, again, the better and more well-versed they will become in their artistry as well. But um, if you want to like read new plays, the, um, the National New Play Network, their new play exchange is fantastic. You can join for like 10 or 12 bucks okay. and have access that's to That's what I was going to ask was where do, you, where do you go? What's your go-to spot? Yeah, that's I my guess, go-to. Yeah. Like I said, I love PlayScripts. And again, I love the fact that PlayScripts is made um, reading plays so accessible, how you can preview pretty much all of the yes. play before you buy it. Like I love that. And other, of course, other publishing companies have kind of piggybacked on that. But you know, if you want new and fresh yep. that somebody might not know, definitely it's funny, check out the new you know, it's uh, because I guess I'm a little guilty of this too as a napkin goes by, but, um, <laughs> and I can't find the, it, Match doesn't have it on their website right now, but okay, I also think out, Match, definitely. Match, because they call all their spaces Matchbox, right? Matchbox, Matchbox yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could have easily, if they just build a bunch of small rooms, they could have had a Matchbox 20. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
I just think they missed out on an opportunity there. But the the I think there's a negative uh, a negativity that goes towards play scripts because most of their plays are new. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So they're not these proven shows right. uh, that have a, a long-standing history. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the same French plays, sure. right? Same French does have new yeah. does have new stuff, stuff but, but it's yeah. but it's not traditionally known as a mm-hmm. place you go find new works. So I wonder if that's part of why play scripts, at least in the state of Texas, because of mm-hmm. UIL, because yeah. doing a new play means now you have to cut it down and you have to send it in and you have to get it approved it's, it's, and, it's, and yeah. it's a process, it's which a process. is fine as long mm-hmm. as you're on your game yeah, and you do it in, you in time. Do it. Yep. You know. If you wait till the last minute, then sure, I guess I can see why it's stressful. Yeah. But um, I think that's why part a lot of people don't use play scripts, at least mm-hmm. for the one-act play process. And I, I think that's why it's also more common in middle school, because yeah. you guys don't have, you can kind of, you can choose something over the summer and take it's, your time yes, producing it. You can take your time. You can take your time a lot more time. Uh, there's not that pressure, and yeah. it's not a competitive show, right. and this and that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but uh, yeah, I re- the Play Scripts website, the format oh, of Play Scripts, it's so user it's friendly, so clean. and so intuitive, yeah. Yeah. and it just makes so much sense. Yeah. And I sometimes know. with Play Scripts, because they do a lot of plays for young audiences. Yeah. You know what I mean? You do have to filter more yeah. but they build filters into the, their website but they're, and they're, but they're at all these conventions too yeah, and they're so nice uh, they're and they, the kindest they'll help you yeah, yeah. They, they will help you and if you say hey Gabe I'm looking for something like this I yeah. mean again they will help you and again to go back to not that, paying me a dime to say all this no not at all <laughs> not at all seriously but they'll go straight to the playwright and, yep. I, and I think and again if your students know that you're doing that you are again showing them just how much you respect the play and the playwright not just that but like we've done uh not at dulles but we've talked to uh at morton ranch we mm-hmm. talked to i forget who it was the playwright um yeah. and we i don't remember if we skyped him in or whatever it was mm-hmm. but we we had we were wa- we were looking at them it's, and yeah. so that's one of those things that's kind of cool for the students to be able to be like so cool to have that connection with the playwright you it's probably it. also cool for them mm-hmm. the, the playwright to kind yeah. of see Oh, these are the kids doing my show. And, yeah. What, uh, yeah. Yeah. We 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 had a at Dulles. We had a we do radio shows as often as I we can. You know, radio, radio shows. format oh, shows. I love that. And so we had this past year. We did. Oh man, Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And uh, the playwright reached out to us and said, "I see you're doing our show. Send right. me some pictures. I'd love to know how it went." Yeah. And that was really cool. And the yes. kids thought that was like, you know, because they think of Shakespeare. Shakespeare's been dead for a yeah. long time. They. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, he's not coming out anywhere. Yeah, it's like oh, saying, wait, a real yeah, you guys are doing Romeo and Juliet. Uh, yeah, so they, they, I guess they think that every playwright is dead. Yeah, um, because unfortunately, that's what we. A lot of the work that we do, it's yeah. not new. It's yeah. not new. It's not you know by living playwrights. And yeah. there's so, many, I mean, so many brilliant plays being yeah. written now. And again, I think we owe it to our students to let them know, you yeah. know, that these that this art form is evolving. I love when we talk about Arthur Miller. The this is off topic. I mean, it's on topic, but it's off topic. But when I talk about Arthur Miller with my students mm-hmm. uh, in our theater history portion, and I say that he he dated Marilyn Monroe, yeah. they all they all know it. who Marilyn Monroe right. Yeah. They all know who she is, but mm-hmm. they don't know who he is, right? It's, it's like yeah, it's and, wild. did he marry? No, they didn't marry. I don't think, but yeah, uh, they were married. They were married. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. you would know. I dramaturgized uh, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alley, yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't hundred percent sure, but um, <laughs> but like that's that, because now there's that pop culture connection. Yes, it's like what? Absolutely. So. It's just anytime you can make a, a non-theater believer, 
you got it. Think that theater's cool theater's all of a cool. sudden. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Yeah, it is so fun. <laughs> and speaking of a pool playwright who um, is so great with students, um, C. Denby Swanson. Okay. She's an HSPVA alum. She lives in Austin. Um, when I was at the Alley and was producing the Houston Young Playwrights Exchange, she was our playwright in residence. We'd you know bring her here and yeah. she would work with our playwrights um, and do playwriting workshops with them and help them continue to craft their plays. Uh, she she is one of my favorite human beings ever. She's a masterful educator herself and um, a very generous writer. Um, so she's one of those playwrights. Um, last year at SLJH for our one-act play, we did get her play Governing Alice, which is a very popular one-act play, the right. Antigone adaptation. And uh, with the kiddos, we read Antigone. We looked at the traditional Greek tragedy and we analyzed that. And then when we read Governing Alice, we looked at all of the ways that, how it's an adaptation of a Greek tragedy. Right. We talked to, to Colin, the C stands for Colin, we talked to her, you know, she, we had a conversation with the playwright about where does she get the idea for the play? And she, and that's the thing, again, like you said, playwrights want to talk about their work and they're human beings just like you and me. So reach out to them and more than likely they're going to be thrilled to talk to you and your students about their work. So I love that you guys, you know, we we try, we try, if if they're living, we try Mm -hmm. to do our best to reach out to them. Yeah. yeah. It's so, yeah. So wonderful. What do you mean Lion King is Hamlet? Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like all all that stuff. is always just fun to so, throw so at fun. them. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have? Well, well, one, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Go. Okay. Gosh, I got time. Be like I mean, the I'm, longest. Yeah. yeah. Um, Again, my kid has to get to swim lessons at four. Okay. We, we talked already about talked about the importance earlier. of swim earlier, indeed. So <laughs> get in your our kids in swim lessons. <laughs> yes, swimming is essential. My kids are swimmers. Love the sport. Um, so we also um, got to do when I was at Waller uh, the world premiere of C.W. Swanson's play Relativity. It was before it was produced. She wanted okay. to hear it. Um, she wanted to see it staged, hear it, right. you know, before she, um, before Play Scripts published it. Sure. So again, I mean, we did, my kiddos' names are in, you know, the world play premiere of Relativity, uh, Relativity was at Waller High School, you know what I mean? Their yeah. names are on that, you know, how... And Disney uh, does that with some of their junior they shows. They do, yeah. they do, and I love Disney yeah. for that. So, um, so I digress, that's just like a really cool story. Yeah. You know, Colin came to the show and we got pictures of her with, the, you know, the whole company and ugh, ridiculous. And yeah. uh, again, but to reiterate, playwrights are lovely talk yeah. to them build relationships um okay so want to talk about that Colin. makes me think though while you're looking at that stuff because yeah. i did the tarzan junior tarzan whatever i don't yes. even know if it was a junior but yeah. for disney we, mm-hmm. we staged it uh up in the woodlands and i was the lighting designer so i wonder if my name's out there look. i need to call walt and yeah, see if for uh, sure. <laughs> get those residuals there you anyway. go <laughs> So I think the only thing, like I said, read plays um, and read, read period, just read stuff, period. Yeah. As educators, we all should be readers and whatever you like to read, read it. Because again, that's going to help you grow in your artistry. It's going to help you have more respect for the writing process in general. Please write yourself, whether it's good or bad. This act of moving a pen across paper, you're clicking your key, you know, yeah. your fingers at the keyboard gets your brain firing. Um, and again, this is like a totally personal thing. I talked in our first interview about Zan and Beckett, my kids, my daughter, right. Nate and I are, um, are daughter who just turned 12 and Beckett who's eight and of course my stepson Aiden is 18 and he's ridiculously brilliant transferring to U of H in the fall as you know super super proud of him go Cougs um so Zan is named after Zan from the Little Foxes by Lillian Hellman who's one of our favorite playwrights (laughs) and Zan is one of our favorite theatrical characters she's sort of the you know um hope for the future in that crazy dysfunctional family right and of course Beckett is named in honor of Samuel Beckett sure. and Beckett is becoming yeah. a very trendy name and so yes. Nate and I are always like well you know 
probably a lot of those hipsters who are naming their kids Beckett. It's not because of Samuel Beckett. So Beckett is one of my favorite, favorite playwrights and his favorite playwrights. And we joke like when Beckett grows up and reads a Beckett play, he's probably gonna be like, seriously, mom? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, dad? Well, it's like when I saw, was it Dallas or Dynasty? I don't remember what Blake was. Blake yes. was so popular in the 80s, right? Yes, it was. Because of that. Because uh, of that. Anyway. <laughs> I got I'm, named, I'm named after Amy from Little Women. And yeah, and I'm like, Mom, you had to name me after the brat. She's like, No, she's got sass. Yeah. She's got personality. I'm yeah. like, No, Joe or Beth would have been like. So your was your mom a theater person? My mom was not. My mom um, was big into music. Okay. And uh, she was married once before my dad and was quite the wild child. Okay. And uh, when she met my dad, was ready to settle down. Yeah, sow her oats. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, that's where the name, you know, from Little Women came from because she was trying, entering a more, um, uh, I don't want to say conservative because my parents are anything but conservative. Yeah. They're, they're um, again, they've created kids who do art for a living. My brothers right. are both very, anyway. So, um, but she was, yeah, she was just ready to be a mom and settle down and, you know, so hence the, uh, <laughs> my That's name. A, what a weird, weird place women. to get a common name though. Like Amy from Little Women. Yeah, like, and like, there are lots of like Amy's. There's so many, especially yeah. my generation, yeah. like one in four, you know, 40 yeah. something women were all Amy, right? Yeah. And I think my mom takes, you know, pride in the fact that it's Amy it from, from Little, Little Women, women. not yeah. just because it was a popular name. There's like a reason behind my name. So I felt that pressure when yeah. we had our own and children. And it's spelled normal. Normal it's not, A-M-Y, yeah. Yeah, nothing yeah. fancy. No A-I-M-E-E. Nope. Yeah. Which I find it funny. I find that (laughs) spelling to be interesting. But, well, good. Well, thanks. All right, thank you, Yeah, you got anything else? I think that is it. Okay. I feel so much better. (laughs) If you haven't gotten anything out of this, take your kid to swim lessons. Exactly. That's that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing. (laughs) Learning how to swim is invaluable. It is. Yeah, I still need to. (laughs) Minor.